You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. That's not enough for the shampoo and the formula. I guess just the formula, then. Single motherhood has grown so common in America that today 80% of single-parent families are headed by single mothers. Nearly a third live in poverty. I'm Nick Idanese from Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, and this is Mother's Needs. How would you describe your relationship with your mom? One of a kind is how I would describe my relationship with my mom. I'd say definitely healthy and definitely a positive relationship. She's literally my best friend. Like, I spend every day with her that I possibly can. She has always supported me no matter what. I feel like we have a very good balance of a mom and, like, a best friend. You start to appreciate the love and care they truly do have for you. Just them putting in countless hours taking care of you or looking back on your childhood, how good it was. I mean, you start to appreciate all those things. She is always there to give me unconditional love and support and has been my whole life. We all love our moms and we want to give back to them all the love and support they've given us. However, many women in America struggle to get by, especially while having to put their children before them. It's common that women virtuously care for the people they love while sacrificing their own basic needs so that others don't have to go without them. While going through financial hardship, mothers continue to provide for their loved ones as best as they can. Introducing Kim Johns, a local New Jersey mother whose family was devastated by domestic abuse and financial hardship. Her story shines a light on many women's untold stories. I was married for many years, but unfortunately my ex-husband was uh, verbally and emotionally abusive. And um, when my kids were little, I made the decision that I should needed to get out of that situation. It came to a head when um, my husband shot at me in front of my children. That caused me to be able, though, to leave the state with my three children. And since my sister had just um, settled in New Jersey, I decided to go there and live with her. My name's Jennifer Ketledge, and I am Kim's sister. I remember her calling me one night and just letting me know that she it was time for her to leave. She needed to get out for her safety and the safety of her kids. Luckily, I had just purchased a five-bedroom house in the state of New Jersey as a single person. So I had plenty of room available, and I immediately told her, you're going to come live with me. The incident happened one night. A second incident happened the next morning. I packed up only what I could fit in my Ford Explorer at the time, along with my three children, which was not very much. That's what we came to New Jersey with. I always felt like very close with my sister. We were always best friends. So, you know, as sad of a situation as it was, I was also excited to be able to bring her and and her three girls in because I could now be a part of my niece's life and get to see them all the time. Uh, Well, when we got here, um, my sister had set up a guest room, an office, an exercise room. So when I first left my husband, of course, we had a business together and we had, I had co-signed all the business loans. 
the only way I could get out from under that was to declare bankruptcy. So that took a good year to year or so, maybe even more, to get that to go through. So it took a long time. And while I didn't have a credit card, I only had the cash in my pocket to raise the kids on. So things were extremely tight and very short. And it was, they didn't understand why I couldn't just go to the bank and get more money. It was very hard. You know, I don't like to see anybody struggling. And when um, she first moved in, she didn't have a job. You know, she felt, I think she was beaten down a lot self-confidence wise. And I knew it was going to take a long time for her to recover from that. And, um, you know, I wanted to give her as much space as possible. So I fully supported her and I encouraged her to do something she always wanted to do, which was um, go to beauty school. It was something she wanted to do in high school, but had just went a different path. So I encouraged her to do that in hopes that it would, you know, increase her confidence levels back up. So when I was in beauty school, I got help through a women's center. They helped pay, they helped me get um, help with the childcare payment. So the children went to a daycare slash preschool. That helped because they, I knew they were safe where they were while I was in school. Holidays were tough um, because I always wanted to spoil them and you can't do that when you don't have a lot of money. Thankfully, the Women's Center, they adopted our family a couple times and they would schedule a date where you could go and you could pick up your bags of items that were don that were put aside for your family. Kim Johns was helped substantially by organizations designed to provide aid to women. These services are out there with people willing to help. Johns' experience with receiving gift bags can especially be related to the local organization Mothers Matter. Derived from the Lauren Rose Albert Foundation, local citizens of South Jersey make it their mission to provide a helping hand and to show that all mothers matter. My name is Susan Rose. I'm the founder and president of the Lauren Rose Albert Foundation. The Lauren Rose Albert Foundation was created in honor of our daughter who was killed in a road accident. Lauren was a mom, mother of uh, three children, loved her children dearly, they loved her, and we wanted to do something in her memory. So we created the Lauren Rose Albert Foundation. Our mission from the start was to provide a helping hand for moms. Uh, that expanded over the years to basically women, head of household women, moms, grandmoms, caregivers. And we just never lost the focus, though, to be a helping hand to, uh, to women, to mothers, whether it's through our, pro our grant programs or what became actually our signature program and the most wonderful program in the world, Mothers Matter. I'm Kathy Schultes, and I'm one of the co-chair of Mothers Matter. It's such a rewarding experience, and I can say I just dropped off gift bags the other day to uh, people in transition at Rowan College of South Jersey. And Crystal, who is the executive director of that program, she was telling me how much of an impact these bags make on her clients. And these are women who are displaced, whether through death or separation or lack of income. And they are they're in tears when they receive them. And she said it's so important to their well-being to 
realize that there are people out there who care about them? Most of the women who receive either our grants, our uh, financial grants or a gift bag, are women who uh, fight challenges every day of their lives. It could be someone, a woman fighting cancer, uh, a woman with a child who is ill in the hospital, uh, a woman who has nothing, lost a home, living in a shelter. Daycare centers, we go to daycare centers that um, where there's a, a level of need. For some moms in the daycare centers, our gift is the only Mother's Day gift they receive. Every one of these thousands of gift bags that we give, most of the items in them are donated. Every gift bag has basically the same components to it. Sets of shampoo and conditioner, body wash, body lotion, lipstick, nail polish, eyeshadow, mascara. The gift bags are designed to give the most aid to the recipient. Gift bags that we give for women maybe going through chemotherapy. We try not to let one bag leave that isn't absolutely perfectly made. Every bag is made with love. I think when they get something special, pretty, and special and nice and, you know, whatever, it makes them feel good. So it's more of a just sort of like, oh, my gosh, someone thought of me, you know. <laughs> One of my sister-in-laws was diagnosed with cancer, and it was at a very low time in her life, of course, and she happened to receive one of these bags and was so touched by it. And her son also was touched by it, and so he made it a mission uh, when he was in high school to do a collection for Mother's Matter. He would come in, help sort products, help make bags, and then the, whatever money was raised through a fundraiser he did came back to Mother's Matter. So it's one person receiving the benefit of it had a ripple effect on so many other people. All the women have always said they were just so surprised. They didn't expect it. Um, and it just made them happy that there was this little surprise. Everyone that volunteers here, it's their happy place. It's someplace they love to be because they know it's going to bring a smile to somebody's face and a ray of sunshine that maybe they haven't had for a while. Mother's Matter is a helping hand to many local South Jersey women. Focus on the basic necessities of women when they need it most. Mother's Matter recipients have a multitude of struggles, primarily that of sickness and financial hardships. However, women dealing with domestic abuse can find a friend in Mother's Matter. We do help domestic abuse uh, women through the their social service agencies. We reach out to the agencies or they reach out to us. And in terms of gift bags, they tell us how many they need. We make special gift bags for them. And we, uh, as far as the foundation goes, uh, through our grants, you know, the agencies reach out to us. If there are if there are women in need of certain financial assistance, we work with them uh, on a different level. Um, luckily, there was a church that we had started attending that had a food pantry, and I would come home some days, and there'd be bags of food on the porch. Sometimes there'd be bags of clothing. Once they were in elementary school, the school counselor was able to have people adopt us, and that was a big help because then they could, I could specifically put their ages, their sizes. I could write down a few of the things that they wanted for Christmas. And I just, I remember this one year specifically where my oldest child really wanted an iPod and I couldn't afford it. And I'm going to cry because I cry every time I tell this story. <laughs> it was like three days before Christmas and the school counselor called 
And she said, somebody just donated a brand new iPod. And the first one I thought of was your daughter. And that was the most amazing Christmas because I could have never bought that for her on my own. And I knew how badly she wanted it. Um, the one thing I do see over the years, and it it's just makes me happy, is um, I'm always, I've always been in charge of collecting from the schools throughout the region, actually, all over the place. And um, over the years, finally, the teachers or the secretaries or whoever it is from the school who've been collecting, now they call me and say, when do, when do you want us to start? When they call out to me and say, hey, when do you want to start? I was like, oh, great. Yeah, go ahead and start now. You know, it's just simpler. I often didn't buy myself things or take care of, like, getting my hair done or getting myself new clothes and We'd be out at the store and the kids would say, Mom, you like that. You should treat yourself. You never buy yourself anything. I did make sacrifices. There were things I didn't go and places I didn't go and things I didn't do because I knew I needed the money for something else. Mothers will sacrifice their own well-being for the sake of their children, often due to lack of financial stability. 90% of welfare recipients are single mothers. For mothers that find themselves in these struggles, there are people out there who are always willing to help. Someone that will take you in for shelter. I guess I didn't really have any expectations of how long she would be here. You know, again, we were always so close that I didn't care if she was here forever. But I also didn't think that, you know, she would want to be here with me forever, you know? So, you know, when she first moved in, I was thinking, oh, it might be a few years, Um, but now we're going on, let's see, 18 years that she's been here and I can't imagine her moving out. She supported me in a lot of ways, not just financially. She also was an emotional support system. She helped me make decisions on disciplining my children and raising them and um, she helped me through the tough times. We get along really well, we do everything together and why should she pay for a a house and me pay for a house? You know, we might as well just be together and share everything. I could see living out the rest of my years with her. Someone to be a helping hand and provide your basic needs so that they don't get pushed aside. The Lauren Rose Albert Foundation, as an entity, will continue on and on uh, with her children at the helm. My daughters and son-in-laws will will guide it forward as a grant-making entity, and that will live on. Because moms know how important their job is. I will say this, and I'm sure it goes for all moms, even with all the jobs we have, outside jobs, Your primary job and the one dearest to you is being a mother. If you or anyone you know find themselves with similar struggles, then please reach out. Send a call, buy a gift, donate to your local organizations. Show the moms of the world how much they all mean to us. This has been Mother's Needs. I'm Nick Adonisi, and this is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.